Uh, we don't need to. It's a live streaming. We'll just do this. I'll record it. I don't know how to do it, but let's just go into this now. Yes? So, the idea, like a great master, you ever hear of Ramana Maharshi? Yeah. No? No. Ramana Maharshi must have passed away at 50 or 52. He's a guy who lived in diapers his whole life, which I think is fucking great. He was very well, he is very well respected, and he would point out as the problem, which is this uh, the presupposing of a non existent thing, which is this, yes? As a body and a body alone. The body isn't self-existing. Something moves through the body. Have you ever known someone, and then they die, and then maybe you go to the funeral, and you look in the casket? I had a very strong hit of that when I was about nine. My Uncle Fred passed away, and my mother took me to the funeral. And I went up there to say goodbye to Uncle Fred. When I saw the body, I realized it wasn't Uncle Fred. Without that life moving through it, I was, I was calling what's moving through it the body, yes? Because I was seemingly identified as a body. So this body saw everything else as bodies, obviously. That's how it works, yeah? So this, of course, that just happened in a flash and it went out. The, the mental process will regroup and dominate once again. And so this idea that there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for that thing, or let's say wants to get a good sandwich for that thing, wants to get a drink for that thing, wants to get a house for that thing. But it doesn't matter what it's going to be for the thing. Even relief is going to be for the thing, not from the thing. Even relief is going to be for that which is non-existent. So let's say that's the starting point. You think you're in Omaha, So you download all these maps to L.A. The maps are perfectly able to get you to L.A., but you have to be in Nebraska, you see? We're in the the wrong reference. So the the maps are perfect to L.A., but they're not from Omaha. So it is a mistake or a miscalibration or a presupposing of a non-existent thing or uh, inferring or assuming or... or, uh, implying this non-existent thing and the non-existent thing is the body so instead of the sense of seeing the brain which is part of the body interprets the seeing into seer seeing so now the emphasis goes on you as the seer and no matter how many things you see that emphasis will still be the same it's you the seer so all the seeing is being used to point to the seer all the hearing is being used to point to the hearer all the feelings are being used to point to the feeler. Yes? Everything that happens, we don't sense the happening of it. We sense we have a story about the happening. So the seeing gets... It can't get rid of seeing the mental state. It can't. But what it does is it hides it by putting something over it. Yeah? So seeing is this, and it goes, see your scene. And then in the emphasis on the seer and the scene, there's a lack of emphasis on the scene, which is the living awareness, which is being awake, which is the presence that people are so wanting to have, but you and I are never going to have the presence. We are the presence, yeah? But not as the absence. 
So when this tries to get presence, in its logic, it makes a whole lot of sense, but it can't get presence because it is presence. It just doesn't think so. So this is the fundamental flaw that most practices and days and everything are launched from. There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being us. And therefore we live from that frame. That frame may be off. I'm humbly suggesting it is. Yeah. Listen, just look at how they say it's a spiritual journey. What goes on a journey? Not spirit, obviously. Where the hell is it going to go? It's a body. <laughs> Even spirituality, which is some kind of conceptual idea about nature, is made an object, yes? Based on the body. The body is on a spiritual journey to find what? Yeah, that it's not a body? That sounds great, but it's going to find it's not a body as a body. Yes? The clones can have total... Let's say this clone... And the clone has a human programming. Like, there's a nice movie called Moon that demonstrates this. So there's a clone, and it has a history. The Memory Banks has a history. He's a Boston Red Sox fan. He's got a wife and kid at home. He's, you know, he's on this five-year job. It's going to end soon, and he's going to go back to Earth and all this stuff. And then something, something happens where they thought the, uh, this one clone, had, that he, the prior, he had died, but he didn't. And he saves, and it looks just like him. And then he sees two of himself, therefore there's neither. Yes? So the other clone breaks the news to him. Let's go down the cellar, and there's hundreds and hundreds of clones that look just like him. So now he's had all this undisputable evidence he's a clone, yes? And he is a clone, but what receives the evidence is the human programming. That's the myth that catches the message. So the message may have been an incredible hallelujah to the clone, but to the human, it doesn't want to fucking be a clone. Yes? So it's like, hell, I'm a clone. But he's going to, the I'm a clone is going to be framed as a body, as a human. Yes? It's the first thing that's going to arise and catch the message. And it, what it does is, when the selfing, and this is the word, selfing is a mental activity. Yes? The mental activity, it presupposes this non-existent thing is being you, it infers it, it implies it, it insinuates it. The whole language is, is, is crediting you with a lot of uh, influence on things you have nothing, no influence on. Yeah? Like we use a famous story where I hadn't been in New York for a while and I came to do some talks and a guy walked in who knew me and he says, oh, you're growing your hair. And I went, oh, yes, I am growing my hair. And I look, it's looking pretty good. And you're balding me. Something's wrong, you know. And I give him my suggestion. I found that if I join some other people and we grow our hair together, it will get longer. So I really, here's the, you know, join the group. It's all based on an absurdity that I'm growing the hair. The only thing I do is not cut it, and then it grows. Yes? But the language, listen to it in your own head. The language is implying that you have a lot to do with shit you have nothing to do with. Like I was surfing a couple of years ago. The last day I surfed in quite a while. And the knee got hurt in the water. This knee. 
So let's say if I meet someone after the day happens and they meet me and they go, what happened, Paul? I hurt my knee. It sounds like I went out in the water with a hammer and tucked the knee. It sounds like I was responsible for the knee going out, which I had nothing freaking to do with it. Yeah, it just went out, well, wear and tear, like it, the, the brake pads got down to the metal. So this language is talking to you as you all day. It's like K-Paul. If you saw it as K-Stanley, you'd turn it off. But because it's about you, you're quite interested in it. So there is a heist that's going on before we even know anything starts. Yeah, We've been framed as a body, and then we're looking at life from a body, and they're taking everything to a body. That's off. The thought system pictures you as a body so it can think about you. It can't think about you as spirit. All it can do is stop because you are spirit. You're being spirit. You're not doing spirit. You are it. Yeah? So the thought system is all about you as a body. So if you're listening to your head, see, you have to hear it because you're conscious, but the hearing of it doesn't, it doesn't have to go to the point of listening to it. The listening to it is the act of being bonded. Yeah? When you listen to that narration, because that narration is all about you and pictures you as a body. Yeah? You think about you in the past, how are you pictured? You can't go back three years ago and think how your spirit was. <laughs> Unless you frame it as a body. Then you can say, I was very much more spiritual three years ago. <laughs> I didn't keep up with it, and now it's sort of falling off. Spirituality isn't something you graft. It's your inherent condition. You're awake right now. We all are inherently awake. Have you made any effort today? Have I made any effort today to see? Did I have to go, you know, I went to my yoga at 8... Nine o'clock, I went to my personal therapist. Ten, group therapy. Eleven, seeing class. All right, we got so we put like mandalas up, and, we just, and then we play spiritual hymns and we practice hearing. As long as your ear isn't fucked, you're going to hear whatever's there to be heard. Yes. Has it demonstrated any thought or effort? Has your baseline of being awake or conscious? Has it demonstrated any thought or effort to keep being conscious? So you get tired, you may get tired of seeing what you've been seeing all day, but you don't get tired of seeing. Yeah? As I could swear and make a vow, I'm never seeing a fucking bird again. And if my eyes were open and a bird flew by, I'd see it. And when people talk about themselves, they go, I don't want to feel that. The feeling already happened. Consciousness sense the feeling. The mental state arises and goes, I didn't want to feel that. And the mental state presupposes it was prior to the feeling and therefore had some power over the feeling. And that's why there's so much fucking confusion because you think it's your feeling and it's not behaving. You're not feeling the way you want to feel. Guess what? You won't be. It's just feeling. There's just feeling, then there's a mental thought that you're the feeler, that you're the feeler presupposes that you were before the feeling and gives you a fake sense of control when you don't have any. Free will is the, you know, the epitome of it, yes? Free will is and making a statement that nothing else moves you here. 
your fucking intestines move you. They're talking now that most people's moods and attitudes is their intestinal flora. That you're over 90% uh, fucking bacteria. <laughs> it's a very random statement saying it's you. <laughs> it's maybe youing, but it's not you. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're assuming some heavy shit. And it's just, oh, yeah, sure, I'm it. <laughs> and then hence, I'm the, only, the, I'm the only thing worthy to be thought about. And then, there you go. <laughs> then the selfie is so irritable, wrestles, and discontent, it tries to get out of itself, which is locking you in to the insanity that you were ever in a self. What verifies that you were in a self is all the moving out of it. You don't... There's no escape from an imaginary place. There's no escape. You can't escape from an imaginary place. From the solution's point of view, and it's not a lofty place to arrive at, it's just a possibility. All the while that the self thing's going on, seemingly demanding your interest and attention, there's that unspeaking silence that will allow you to see without these eyes. You'll sense presence, yes? You will now see, as they say in Zen, blue as blue and red as red. A lot of the confusion will drift away because it's not a confusion about anything. It's confusion up here. Let me uh, come at. We'll have questions at the end here. <clears throat> the thing is, how does it happen? It's already happening. It's always happening. The wake up. Right. How hard would it be for what's awake to wake up? <laughs> it's much harder to act like you're asleep. Look at it. We fucking work on it all day. I mean, how many thoughts have surrounded you today? 60,000, 70,000? What, what, what that was so would have any need of thoughts about it being so. Yeah? What so is self-evidence, consciousness? What doesn't seem to be so, truthfully, has to make it seem to be so, which is thoughts. Yes? Self is a feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. This. Yes? This. And the brain that you may think, when you go inside, this, you go to the brain, and the brain is outside. The brain could be taken out and you could see it. And as a great Zen master, Hawaiian Po, says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. Whatever can be perceived, whatever, cannot be perceived. Simple as that. It's a very nice ruler to see where you're at. Yeah? The same thing with the statement he uses, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind, big M mind, awareness to seek awareness. You can't use light to seek light. Why is that? Well, you already are light. To use it to seek itself, that's how you seem to lose it. So in a sense, he's saying you are the Buddha seeking for the Buddha. And if the shoe fits, wear it. To me, it just... My spiritual pants fell down. Fucking like that. I just never pulled them back up. Because it was obvious what I read was so. It just sort of... 
it just fucking tremored throughout my little chronological history. I was always trying to get freedom for a self, through a self, by a self, as a self, when it's from. And the freedom from self is inherently the condition, because there is no self. There's just selfing. An activity that presupposes there's a thing. An activity that infers there's a thing. And a thing that's so powerful, it does everything, it sees everything, it hears everything. It's the constant bondage of self is being applied yeah, through the thought stream. Now, if you ever sense thoughts, sometimes they seem like they're talking to you. Who's that you they're talking to? That's not a thought. Because if it was a thought, it would get in line with all the other thoughts. All the other thoughts are pointed at that, attempting to convince something. What is that? Yeah. That's the reality. Like there's a statement in the Course, Lesson 2, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's true. That's what's happening here. With no thought or effort. There's a power that's coming through. If it shines through the the lenses of self-centeredness, you're going to see resentments when there aren't any. You're going to see threats when there aren't any. You're going to live an anxiety that's not being a, not showing itself here, but produced by your obsession with there and then. That same power, if taken out of that self-centered magnification, if it goes into that which you are, then it disperses. It gets to be a huge field. And there's you sense you're the actually that presence, and that presence is available. Therefore, you're of service. So when something shows up in life, you're not in the fucking back forty. You're right there because you're awake to being awake. And or the mental state is presupposing that you're asleep to being awake. It says that while you're asleep. That awakeness is a goal that if you wake up and you can stay awake and you do tons of shit to stay awake, then you will be awake very temporarily, only to lose it, which will make it so much worse. It was so much better that you never awoken than to lose awakening, as a lot of people believe. Yes? It's like a double torture. I mean, they were fine just being content and having... But as soon as they heard this idea of awakening, I'm not awake. <laughs> I must set out on a course. But what is lighting that course is awakeness. Your own inherent awakeness. So the, basically, you can be awake to that, seemingly awake to being awake, or you can seemingly be asleep to being awake. Seemingly being asleep to being awake is a lot of work, because it's awake. Yeah, it's like the lights on constantly. It's a timeless light. It never blinks. So this has to do fucking yeoman work. It has to keep convincing you every day. And when those moments of selflessness appear and miracles, it has to override them, forget them quickly, and you know remember resentment of 35 years ago that never happened. That's what it does. It covers its own fucking absence. <laughs> That's what it does all day. So here, so let's say if you're seemingly awake to be awake, you're matching that which can make everything seem to be true or not with truth. What a fucking combination. Yeah? That power, we're all freaking miracle workers. Yeah? Look at, you know, in, in, in New Testament law, Jesus supposedly resurrected a guy named Lazarus, but Lazarus was, a, was alive once. We're making shit out of nothing all day. 
We're making anxiety now from a fucking future field or a past field that cannot sustain any crops other than the ones we make out of it. It's a fucking arid, empty thing. We, we sow the seeds. We believe the thoughts. And how do you constantly believe them? Even though you don't want to, they're all held as yours. They're all held as your thoughts or about you. That's the bonding. The bonding isn't in the thought. It facilitates bondage. The my, the feeling that they're yours is the bonding. The feeling that feelings are your feelings is the bonding. Not feelings. Feelings are being used, but they're not what facilitates it. It's the glue is my. The my is the sense of ownership or claiming to be the doer of shit you really don't do at all. If we were seeing, we would have already exempted ourselves. We would have fucking done something that we thought was so bad, no seeing for the rest of the day. Thank God you have no jurisdiction over conscious contact, or we'd be fucking dead in about 30 seconds. <laughs> if we were pumping the heart, we would have forgot, you know? Like 10 seconds. We wouldn't even made it through the first hour of life. So most of everything about this is involuntary because something knows better to give us any fucking juice. <laughs> you don't say you're the digester of your food, but a much solar process you think you're the doer of, which is thinking. It's mind-boggling that we actually cannot see through these leaps of insanity that the, the selfing presents. When you were a young kid, when you were playing, were you ever worrying, you, you, did you ever worry that, will I be playing next week? No. No, because time hadn't set up yet. Yeah. Time has, was formulated by this mental states and now is used unbelievably on this. And it doesn't play by its own rules. When it presupposes that you're a someone, it happens after conscious contact, but it presupposes you were before conscious contact, and you're not. The sense of being you is an afterthought. What you really are isn't captured by thought, isn't contained as a body, is not a linear fucking horizontal action figure. It's like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. You have another quality that's always available at all times, right where you are. If you could see that which thinks it's up the ass of self isn't you, you'd leave it up there, the mental state, and you'd be awake to being awake right now, every day. That would be your new baseline. Yeah? And instead of irritability, restlessness, and discontent, which is promoting so much seeking, it's unbelievable to change one's feelings. I don't want to change anyone else's feelings, but my feelings I want to change. Do you see it? Do you see? If you don't see the glue, you're going to be looking from its process. You're going to be looking from self. Yeah? This idea of being someone. And then all the desires and hopes to get free are just another form of bondage because let's say you're doing a practice. What's most going to be emphasized is the practicer. Let's say meditation. What's most going to be emphasized by the mental state is meditator. And now some people, they're so identified with being a meditator, if they don't meditate in the morning, they actually believe their whole day goes fucking south. You know what I mean? That they have to rush home a bunch and do a sit down, like they have to make it up. Or they're going to get you know, a big foot of fucking destiny going to stamp on them. This is all playing God by the mental state. So this is trippy. This isn't two merging into one. It's seeing there is no two. 
and then finding out, let's say, one. It's a different movement. It's not like the mental state has it. This, therefore, that. It's prior to this, therefore, know that. <laughs> now, it's been established. The seeing is primary. Yes? The seer and seen is, a, is an interpretation, a mental one. You really don't have any allegiance to it unless you believe it. And as Jesus says, as you think, so it is. And that's how it goes. As you think you are, so you seem to be. You can never be that, but you can seem to be that, at least for some time. Yeah? It can never have happened, but it can seem to be happening in time. But it could never have happened. That's a nice solution. Yeah. How to get a, you know, the best way to get out of an imaginary thing is realizing it's not so. What more do you need to do? Nothing. Where are you left at? Exactly where you've always been. How, how long did it take to get there? No time. When are you going to get kicked out? Never. <laughs> yeah. This is more dispersed and spread out and relaxed. It's not a focused, concentrated awareness. It's not mindfulness in a sense. How could mind be mindful? It already is. We're awake. Inherently. Obviously. If those conditions that come and go, they would, they would have no traction unless on the ground of you being it the one who has the conditions. If you're not that, you'll see conditions come and go. You'll see thoughts come through and leave. There'll be feelings that will wash up and feelings that will depart. Not one of them authenticate a you that it's happening to or that there's a you doing it. Not one. All they do is point to an imaginary moon. The mind makes them. The mind, big M mind, Takes, it takes the advertisement to be so, starts looking at life from a body, and then in this condition, anyone in the course here? Yeah, course, miracle? Yes, there's some people here. There's a statement in the course that you and I are the dreaming of this dream, the dreamer of the dream. Yeah? We forget that we're dreaming. Now that interested me, because how am I forgetting that I'm the dreaming if I'm the dreaming? I would see that as an impossibility. So you can only seem to forget. It can only appear to be true or false to the dreaming. Yeah? And how does it do that? By being identified as the dreamt. Yeah? So now the dreaming takes itself to be the dreamt. Yes? And now all the meaning that it has the power to give gets filtered through this self-centered lens to the lens of perception that things are real, so solid is the way to go, and this is all airy-fairy. This, this view, yes? That becomes the established way of seeing. That's blindness to seeing. That's a form of looking called self-centeredness. You're never going to see what's seeing by applying looking to it. The two gets negated and you find out what you are. You do not find out what you are from the two. You're neither subject nor object. You're, st you're that awareness, yes? So when you see that you're not the body... That's it. Then you find out what you are. You will sense the presence with no effort. You're not taking presence classes. You don't have to guard it. You're not vigilant around it. You are assured of its obviousness that it can be totally a, a place, non-place to relax. And so you do. And therefore it looks like you're traveling lighter. 
over a long period of time, over all the geography that an action figure can run into. It doesn't say the geography is going to change, but it may. But it says it's going to, you're going to travel lighter over whatever's in store for the action figure. And what more do you want here? If you had it, you wouldn't want enlightenment. You would see enlightenment is like the cereal box with nothing in it. You just think you've arrived at the kitchen if you have all the cereal boxes, but you never fucking got any food out of it. If you were content and satisfied, that would be more than enough. And then you'd realize this is a place of expression, not of acquiring. You're expressing. You're, you're expressing from that which you are. Yeah? So this is what happened with me. Practice quite a lot of stuff. Because, of course, I went to the other stream, deep addiction. And so when I swung the other way, I started doing Buddhism and everything like that. And, you know, 13-hour-a-day retreats in Thailand and fucking pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, you know, on and on and on. And I didn't realize there was a template that was in place that all the doing couldn't break me out of being the doer. No matter how much I was due, I, I didn't have to go all the fucking way because there is no all the way. You'll just keep doing. I reached a critical mass of doing and it was revealed to me this is a faulty mechanism. This isn't going to get to, is not going to bring you to where you want to arrive because what's looking is what you're looking for. Just as you think it is, but just as it is. Just as you think it is, is the distortion being laid over it. Just as it is, is what seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. That which you think it is, is the see or hear or feel or taste or touching. Doer, especially. Yeah? So all the doing was being used to point to the doer. No matter how regal or how ancient or how gilded it was or 5,000 years old, it would, anything it came in contact with, it claimed. Every path claimed, and I was the one on the path. And, it's, and you, don't th- you think it was left at the door of non-duality? Give me a break. There's people who are trying to be a non-self as a self. <laughs> Seriously, it can go to that absurd lengths. You're so adamant, the mental state is so adamant that you're not that, you will look so diligently for it. But what's looking, in all those ways, is what you're looking for. It doesn't say what's looking, and then eight pages of requirements for you to turn into what you're looking for. Purification, isn't that? It doesn't have any requirements. It makes a simple statement. What's looking is what you're looking for. Not what's looking after four years of this and ten years of that and eight million prostrations. You may want to do that, all that. And then you become what you're looking for. You are you are what you're looking for. You to become it is a mistake. You are it. And no matter how we think, how you think, how we look, how we feel, it doesn't change the fact. We are not that which we take ourselves to be. And so the double whammy is when you try to find that which you're looking for from that which you're not. So you can be clothed in the idea of losing, going to the goal, but it's not the goal at all. You're bringing the same dynamic into everything you do. The emphasis will be on what was done in the doer. And I'm saying that's not going to stop 
but you can see it. And when you see it, there's a very clear hit sooner or later that you're not that. That all that pointing, there's nothing it's pointing to. It's not even like Zen where they say that, you know, the finger pointing at the moon. There's no moon. <laughs> there's nothing there. All there is an insinuation, implying. And it can only seem to be so. It can never be, it can never bring about that which is as that. It can't. That's the good news. Every night when you go to sleep, it's all fucking erased like an Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah? You get a break from your whole horizontal life in the deep sleep. You get up and then, all right, you're seemingly Paul again. And then your inherent condition in time can be hidden. Because you'll feel like you've arrived at 9.01 Sunday morning. I mean, everything lined up. You feel perfect, but 9.02 shows up. 9.03 shows up. And then it seems like such a fragile condition. I've got to maintain it. I gotta work on it, and that's the old Zen story. There's the mirror, and you you don't need to be standing there polishing it. It can reflect quite well. Yeah, it's not dirty. None of this has happened. You are like the sky that allows everything to happen in it, and is not affected by any of it. That's what big M mind is like. That's our inherent space. We're not locatable. We're not here nor there. You don't stop here behind it. This. It's, it's in seeing what you're not that you find out what you are. You can't know what you are. That would be you become an object to yourself. Yeah? You can't know what you are. You can't experience what you are. It's not an experience either. It's beyond experience. It will influence all your experiences. It's doing it right now. When that undifferentiated light breaks, goes through the lens of self-centeredness, it's making this place seem fucking real. And yesterday and tomorrow has more importance than right now in that world, yeah, of the thought system. When you don't buy the, the projection, it still happens, you rest in the undifferentiatedness. That's your inherent condition. You're seeing. You're awake. And now you have the joy of being awake to being awake. And then you learn about the quote-unquote problem from the solution, which is the only direction of knowledge. You can't learn about the problem truly from the problem. So when you get relief of the problem, then you know it. So you see the self thing. You see it. You see its first movement is claiming. That's what it does. It doesn't have a life. It claims yours of this opportunity. It's not the seeing, but it claims it. It's not the feeler. It's claiming it. It's doing it all day. It's claiming, 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 claiming. And how it's represented is the word mind. Watch it in your language. The sense feltness of what mind means. It's sort of like when an action goes through this body, there's a feeling that it's yours, yes? The thoughts, a lot of them, feel like they're yours. That's not a natural... Uh, Response, that's a mental interpretation. The thought is noticed, yes? The mental state arises and says, you're the thinker of it. And how it reinforces that, it, it tags each thought with my. Yeah? It's like a chip. It always goes back home to you. That's the bonding. The bonding is an activity. It's happening. See, it doesn't have to stop for the bonding quality to stop. See, if you can hear this and not listen to it, yeah. you can hear K. Paul as if it's in the kitchen, 
but you're not dict- it's not dictating your day. When it says left, you don't usually go left anymore. When it says this, you're going that. You know, everything. There's a competing vision now. The one that verifies its own reality and its own workability because it will produce some goods. And then there's the other that has a so a huge story about why you haven't gotten the goods yet. Yeah? That's it. One's an invitation that happens in time, which is the mental state, and your inherent state is always available at all times. This has to be acquired. You are that. What's easier than that? If you had a taste of it, you'd see right through it. A tiniest little taste can put an end to the selfing. Its influence. The end selfing will continue, but a tiniest little taste can put an end to its influence or severely crimp it, yes? Just a tiny taste. A tiny taste erases 30 years of historical fucking history that your head has about you, which is all memories, yes? And you know what happens when you remember something? You remember a memory of it. You never go to the event because it never happened in a sense. So there's a place to rest. If something was always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary, would you walk with a fucking agitated, nervous, like contracted, you know, like you were going to battle? No, you would breathe deep, right? You would the appropriate response would be to chill out. You know, you have a deep assurance where the mental state gives no assurance. Yeah, this little bit can override all of that fucking advertising. All of it. Yeah. The seeing can put an end to all the stories of seer and seen, hear and heard, doer and done. Yes? It'll weaken the whole case against you. Seriously. Yeah. You're off, you'll finally give yourself a freaking break. Yes. You maybe you'll have to give yourself permission not to do something you don't want to do. <laughs> See if the world ends. <laughs> I remember when I first heard this, people would be calling me, oh, you missed a great teacher. I said, wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you missed a great retreat. Great. It's good. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) I know I got nothing. I'm going to stick with it for a while. I got a strange feeling it's going to give me everything. While I'm looking for all this something, I'd rather just stay with nothing. And if you just sit with it a while, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Your inherent condition, I believe, is is truly what you're looking for. Yeah? And it's nice when you're looking from it instead of from selfing. It just works better. Blue and blue, the horses front of the cart, things make sense. Yeah? <laughs> you don't have metaphysical questions. You're like you have questions about where are your keys, you know? But you don't have questions about the keys to the kingdom. The door's wide open. <laughs> it's a gateless gate. The seeker is the sort. So we just entertain. That's all I needed. I couldn't, it didn't arise in my own head. I had to hear it from outside. It happens a lot of ways. But I heard a message like this. But the person was a lot nicer than I was who was giving it the talk. And I listened to it and something happened. You know, it was like an unspoken yes. I, something hit me and it was knowing before knowing. Yes? It sort of got into the innermost, let's say. 
And it was like the truest ringing of every, any bell I ever had in this life. It just reverberated. And, you know, it became an unspoken yes. And then, now I can tell it was the last answer. I was receiving the last answer because ever since then, I haven't found a new one and I'm not looking for any new ones. And I'm not looking for a turbocharged answer or an extreme answer. I, I, much, I like rather, you know, much easier dog shit awareness. Just the incessant onness that you're demonstrating. Why not ride that? That horse is available at all times. Maybe it's not in the Himalayas, or maybe it's not after three months of arduous ayahuasca ceremonies in the thing, which I'd love to do. I swear to God, I'd love to paint my face and have a dramatic change of everything, because I could write giant Facebook blogs and fucking maybe get on TV. But this is like a very quiet, ordinary awakeness. Yeah? You're not going to be heralded as anything fucking special. It's just awake to being awake. See how it goes. I'm, I have humble feeling. It would be. It would probably more than more, surpass your your hopes and dreams so far beyond it to finally realize the scales don't depend on you. The mental accountant that's trying to you know equate good and bad and see what kind of break you can get. You're, re- you're released from that. This, the urban renewal project stops. Yeah? This fucking finally can be a body. Yeah? Not me. Being me is an intense thing for a poor body. To be the center of the universe as a body is a mind fucking thing. You're trying to, there's this huge light and you're trying to magnify it on one object and constantly be obsessed with it. It's not going to do well for the the action figure you can't take it. Look at all the neuroses and shit that are happening. It's just making up new diseases just to get away from us. You know, get fucking. It wants that mental head to get off the egg so it can fucking hatch. Yeah. But as long as you're seen to be this, you're going to work on it all the fucking time. And it's great to have health. It is. But then maybe you'll get to a a sane level of knowing what enough means to you. Yeah. You'll know what enough means. It's a beautiful word, yeah? especially when it's reached, because it opens up a lot of space. Enough. This, this has needs and drives, yes? They're not infinite, and they're not to the moon. It maybe wants to get a latte or buy a thrift store shirt. Fucking hey, throw the bone. You know what I mean? But when if it was the center of the universe, I'd have to be sitting on these things all fucking day. You know, Jesus Christ. I mean, trying to grasp spirituality onto this thing. With and then when I wake up, it's ripped it off. Fuck, it's insane. You'd like to if it could be a tattoo, it'd be great. I wish I could have gotten tattooed by all those retreats I went. So when I forget that I'm spiritual, I could just look. Oh, well, there's my four, four weeks in the fucking forest. Lost 20 pounds. That's, that's commitment. You know? No. It all washes off. You're not going to... This isn't going to become spiritual. Yeah. And nor is the mental state. The mental state is a mental state. It has an idea of spirituality framed as a mental state. Just like everything else it comes in contact with. It doesn't give itself over to what it comes in contact with. It sucks what's in contact with and, and then frames it in its view. So now you think enlightenment is some freaking thing that you're going to arrive at. Or the void sounds like a place in the East Village. The void. You know? The void means void. Nothing. Yeah? But as soon as we think about it, it's made something. You see it? 
If you see what's going on, you'll be very clear that it's not going on to you or from you. It's just going on. Yeah? So if you see the mind, just like we had this thing we used to always use. So you put the word money here, yeah? And then health and relationships, sexual relationships, and make it juicy. Yeah? So everyone would look at that and it would trigger some kind of reaction, yes? Money, not based on the money, but what it means to you, really. So I'm going to change the word completely, but not change the word at all. Completely change its meaning, but not change one letter in the world. My money. So I always use this one as I wish all of you to have tons of money, but I don't want any of you to have any of my money. What's the difference? There's money, but there's money, and then there's my money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's thoughts and then there are my thoughts they're totally a different beast you cannot believe how much weight has been added through the word my you know problems a lot of them will negate themselves if you just leave them alone once they become your problem they give a new life if you see the role this has in this world and then you see you're not of it you'll be able to travel lighter through it instead of being the center of the universe, you'll just be the universe at whatever center it seems to be at. Yeah? It's just a way to get relief here. You're not going to find relief in here. You're not. Lasting? No way. The relief has to be from what we're of. And I think we're the carrier of that here. We are what brings the ofness into the in. Yeah? So, this message isn't like a path to illumination but illuminate whatever path you're on. So if you're into yoga or whatever, this will illuminate it because you're the light. So whatever you are, whatever you're into can bring you right back to where you are if the mind agrees with it. So if you have to do something, if you believe you need to do something, you better do it. But if you believe you don't need to do anything, then it's wise not to do anything. Yeah? That's the seed of sun. So it's not like one, one prescription fits all. Yeah? You get a prescription, so maybe it seems to make sense to do stuff. But the whole point is that all the doing will finally, finally have to fail you, and that's what is the solution to the system. The system's only solution is when it fails you, and you're left with your own devices again. Yeah, Because all the somethings usually add up to nothing, and as the Course says, you can practice meditation, contemplation, service, all this stuff, yeah, which is, all of them will work because the big M mind intends it, but they're going to take a lot of time. And if they're all worth their salt, they're going to lead you to one realization, which is I need do nothing. We just decided to take a shortcut and start there. <laughs> That's a long way in time. Yeah, leaving timelessness, going through time to ride back at timelessness. Why not just realize? The timelessness, and then the edict you will have, the order you will get downloaded is, I need do nothing. You'll do tons of shit, but I need do nothing. Yeah? You'll start feeling it. This action figure, to me, this action figure came out of addiction, yes? So, my managing my life, not me, but the mental state managing this life, led me to have to be managed by other people. That's what had to happen. I had to get arrested, go to jail, two years and three months in programs, all this stuff. 
And I find this action figure works a lot better when it's led, not leading. When it's directed, not directing. That's the sense of it. That modality, that eyeless eye, will download, just like the mental state does, but the download will have some qualities the mental state never exhibits, which is inclusiveness, win-win, not win-lose, yes? It's just a beautiful, when you see it over time, it's so beautiful how it holds the same space the mental state says it's holding, yeah? Holds it in a completely different manner, yeah? Totally. Your drive gets turned into like, you know, your, your, uh, you know, your pursuit of happiness becomes a little leisurely walk, basically. Because you, ha- you are that which you're looking for. You're content and you're satisfied. Yeah? You don't have to try to be in the moment because you realize you can never not be in the moment. It's an impossibility that you could ever be out of the moment you're in. There's no fucking way. So it's the same way. The true logic works this way. You get out of something. The experience of being out of something is you realize you weren't in it. The experience is never you've escaped. The experience of escaping isn't, doesn't come from you getting out. It comes from you realizing you're not in. When you realize you're not in, that's the experience of being out. And it takes no time. And after, if it dawns on you, if anyone's have seemingly had an awakening, I, I would imagine they would report it this way. When this dawns on you, it will be like it's always been that way. In other words, there's no credence given to all the time that came before or all the imaginary time that's going to come after. One little demonstration of it reveals that it's always been this way, that none of this has ever really happened. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it's not like an eight-year educational course to wean you off of this place. It says nothing ever happened. <laughs> you were never not awake. <laughs> all the longing and all the waiting and all this. In timeless, there is no wait, waiting. There's no longing in timelessness. And that's how it is. It's an immediate... No time really rushes into time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you get parachuted into each moment, yeah? <laughs> and it produces a sense you can't produce out here because it's unproducible. Yeah? It's you. <laughs> so if you come with anything first movement of this thing I'm calling selfing and it's not a thing it's an activity it is an activity it's not coming from a thing nor does it produce a thing it just is implying a thing yeah so we are the reality what's looking and the reality takes itself to be the dreamt and in this condition as the course says now in this condition you give everything everything you've dreamt you give the ability to affect you as this yes Sounds like a day. So you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And in that condition, everything we give, everything that we're dreaming, the power to affect us as the dream. Sounds like Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever today is. Yeah, does it? We're the dreaming, we forget. We take ourselves to be the dream. In the, in the, when this is the dream, then the dreaming of a tiger is a dream tiger. Totally different. The dreaming of a tiger comes and goes. 
A dreamt tiger gets a sense of stability. It gets stretched out longer in time. All there is is dreaming. All there is is happening, yet nothing ever happened. But there's tons of happening. In other words, it's always happening, but it never culminates into what it, that it happened. Yes? It's just always happening. Always verbing. Everything is verbing. There's no noun to be found. Yeah? The only nouns are the mental skyscrapers that will get blown away. <laughs> and then everything gets leveled, and you see all, you, all there is is seeing, all there is is hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and all there is is that which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. I think it brings a very nice leavening agent to your day. Yeah? Not based on a retreat or a week ahead of time, but just right now. What a great saving of time if you are what you're looking for. Because whenever there's what's looking, you'll be there. So that which would give length and distance and time to get to will be always available at all times. And you will respond accordingly. You'll chill out. You'll have an assurance that doesn't need to be assured. Yes? Doesn't need to be reinforced. It reinforces itself. Because awareness is being aware. It's not doing awareness. We take ourselves to be a thing, and therefore we think we're doing things. But that which is aware doesn't see itself as doing awareness. That's its nature. Does it take any effort or thought to be aware if you're awareness? Why would you think that thought and effort will get you there if it doesn't exhibit any thought or effort? I think it's great to take care of the action figure, but I don't like the idea of mistaking yourself to be that, because this is never going to be transformed into spirit. It's not. It's a non-existent thing. I was at the last couple of talks I did in Toronto. We had kirtan players, some people. I, I have a, an attraction to bhakti people for some reason. So, you know, kirtan, spiritual hymns. So we had them sing in front of the, before the talk started. And I mean, because you're available, you went right into it. Like five seconds, you were just like blissed out and everything. Then I went up and I said, now the bad news. <laughs> because in a sense, from selfing, this is bad news. It really is. Because it's not offering you an experience. It isn't. You're getting nothing. Just exactly how you came in, you're going to leave. Nothing added, nothing subtracted. Yeah, And hopefully nothing thought about. Because <laughs> as soon as nothing is thought about, it's made into something. <laughs> When you think about nothing, it makes it something. Yeah? Thinking is about, yeah? So when the thinking system thinks about nothing, it cannot leave it at nothing. It makes it something. When it thinks about awakening, it makes it an event. When it thinks about something, it never gets the clear picture. It just thinks about. It never touches anything. It just thinks about it makes, it makes a conceptual picture of something. So when it sees nothing, it appears as something. So when there's the seeing, it's, it's implied to be a seer. 
That's what it does. It lends the quality of nothingness to a something. And now the something takes itself to be really something. And then maybe it will be led to really trying to look for nothing, but it will only look for nothing as a something. And when it sees nothing, once again, it will make it something. <laughs> and on and on and on and on and on. Missing, missing the whole little miscalibration, it will geometrically progress in time and space. If you take a step, a one step, and it's a little bit off, if you take 50,000 more, it's going to be way off. This is a miscalibration, not after, but before. Before you feel like you, the mental state has implied you're a body. And you're timeless, so you can see it. It's the quickest gunslinger here. Almost any practice you do is never going to outgun the mental state claiming it and making it you the practicer. It's no no fucking way. But timelessness outdraws it because the gun's always out. You are the timelessness that can recognize what's being produced in time. And you do not recognize it from time. You recognize it from timelessness. And you see it as an activity and nothing more and nothing less than that. The more and less comes from us, believing it or not believing it. When we don't believe it, we travel lighter. If we believe it, we have a possibility of traveling heavy, even with things that represent light. Look at how many people are crazy with the term enlightenment. Enlightenment means cessation of all suffering, and people are at enlightening classes using it to suffer. (laughs) You don't see the irony of it all? It means cessation of all suffering, and people are totally flipping out, you know, about enlightenment. Like, am I? Am I not? Did I lose it? Why does he have it? Isn't that? It's like fucking. It's it's meant to meant to imply the cessation of all agitation. But you are like a ladle that go, can go into the conceptual idea and then stir it all up. That's what happens. They, people do it with peace. They feel peaceful, but then, they, will I be feeling tomorrow? <laughs> that's not peace. That's like a fucking pan. That's like a cloud being called the sky. It's passing. It's variable. It's changing shape. You're not going to be able, be able to hold it as the dog you saw in the morning. The cloud by the afternoon is going to be dispersed. Yeah? Yeah, the mental state is just trying to make something that isn't so seen to be so to watch so. You comply, it will seem to be so. That means it appears to be true or false to you. cannot be true, cannot be false, but it can appear to be true or false to you. The to you is the important part. It can appear to be true or false, it can only appear to be true or false to a you. Yes? So we're giving everything all the meaning it has to an extreme of true or false. And sometimes, if you know recovery, when you first come in, sometimes you'll hear a lot of people share and they have an idea, almost like an altar of the worst thing that ever happened to them. Yeah, And it explains and gives excuses for tons of shit. And then after a year or two of their mind changing, they see it as the best thing that ever happened to them. What was it? Or what is it? Is it the worst thing that transmuted into something totally different into the best thing? Or was it how I saw it? All you need is one example to see the role you have here. You don't need thousands of them. When you see one time that you're that which is giving everything all the meaning it has, it can easily be entertained to see the whole absoluteness of it. That's what we're doing here. This is giving meaning to things as a thing. Nothing right or wrong with it, but if you're not a thing, it may be cool to wake up from it. (laughs) 
And I'm saying you're already woken up from it. You just don't think you are. And therefore you come here. <laughs> I come here to sell shirts. I'm not, I'm not coming here to get anything. <laughs> I don't even want to come here. I'm much happy to stay in California. Because <laughs> I know there's nothing, really. My job really is to become obsolete. It's, maybe it's happening faster than I thought. <laughs> but my job is to become obsolete because I'm like a mailman. I don't want to go in and read the letters with you. I'm just, you're getting a spiritual subpoena and you're going to be called to your own courts of, of mind or light. Hopefully you'll go to light. If you go to the light, then all your little transgressions, seeming transgressions and trespasses will be annulled. You'll be left off the biggest hook, which is yours. You think you should be better. This is the real relief. It's not liberation. It's you're free from the need to be liberated. What needs to be liberated is not you. That sorely needs to be liberated. But you lose interest in the need to be liberated because it's not you. And what do you find out? You are what you're looking for. What do you find out? From the solution's point of view, the problem is only an activity. It can only reach a level of seemingly so to what's so. If you believe it, it will seem to be so. If you don't, it won't seem to be so. It doesn't enforce its so-ness. It doesn't have any. It's just an interpretation offered to, for the customer to abide or not. Now, it's not going to... It's always going to be ringing the bell trying to sell you the vacuum. Yeah? I gotta tell you a story. This is cool. I was in Turkey a couple years ago. And Turkey are incredible. When you go there, I get out in Istanbul and I coagulate with some other people, Westerners, and a very well dressed guy comes up and says, Hey, I'd like to show you around. So we go, All right, sure, free tour guide. Takes us to the mosque, the Sophia, and then he brings us to this red brick building and the door opens and the guy that looks similar to him with a gray suit and a white shirt. He passes us over to this guy. We never see the first guy again. And the guy takes us into a rug emporium, yeah, where they sell Turkish rugs. And so they go, come on in, come on in. What's your name, Mr. Paul? Come on in, Mr. Paul. You want some Turkish coffee, some apple juice? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll have some apple juice. So we all sit down, and they dis- then another guy that you haven't seen comes out, and they start spinning these rugs. And they're catching the light from the sun through the windows, and they're throwing them on the ground. They're beautiful, and they're throwing them down for three hours. You know, I was watching this, and they kept giving me apple juice. And I finally, you know, and I said, they go, well, Paul, what about you? And I say, listen, sorry, but I'm flawless. Yeah, I'm traveling around the world. I don't have a house. I don't have a floor, so I don't really need a rug. Yeah, all the enticements from the rug were based on I had a floor. When I was clear I had no floor, I had total immunity to all the fucking apples trying to show me a thing. And they go, oh, well, we can, we can fold it up and you can put it in your knapsack. I'm going to go to Thailand with a Turkish rug. Come on. I mean, it was so absurd that it couldn't get any leg. And I could have stayed there for 12 hours. I could have been drunk on Turkish coffee. I still wasn't going to buy a rug. Because it was a very clear understanding. I don't have a flaw. <laughs> Take out the idea of being the self and everything else that seems to have such an influence on you will weaken. Seriously. You realize the problem from the solution. When I read all about the self, 
I never knew how extensive it was until there was relief from it. And by its relief, I got a good sense of what it is. And it ain't us. It's like a foreign installment, a parasitical movement, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you can entertain that will give yourself of other than it, that's the, all you need. Because as soon as you see that it's not you, you can entertain being free from it. If you keep entertaining everything from it, you'll entertain freedom as it, which is bondage. The pursuit of freedom as that is actually turned into bondage to most spiritual seekers. They're bound by their seeking. You sense it, right? You sense the energy. You know, the, the vision, like they say in the, in the Course, the vision is a sense. True vision is like a sense. Yeah? It's, it's, not, it's not moving through the gates of perception. It's a sense. It's like presence. That feeling of being large and big. Yes? That's us. Yeah? That's the hum is of our own generating. We're being, yeah? There's being happening. So it's humming. And that's the sense of presence. So you're in it all day. Like that kid, uh, Pigpen, you know, he had that cloud of... But this one's a very clear, beautiful, brilliant space. You know? We're not trying to get there. We're a, we're, that's us. We're the context of all this. This is an appearance in it. This is content. That which we are is context. Content's never going to get to context. You just see you're not content, and that's context. Yeah? And therefore, the content continues. Just like in Zen, they say, first there is a mountain, then there is no mountain, then there's a mountain again. That's what happens. Yeah? First there is a mountain, fucking everything seems as real and solid, and these are my thoughts, my actions. Then there is no mountain. Fuck, what? And then there's the mountain again. Like, this is like a mirage more than a dream, yeah? A mirage, you can go to the oasis and find that there's no water, yeah? It, what doesn't exist, yet you'll still see it optically. That's what this place is like. It's like a mirage, yeah? We're the dreaming of it. We're taking ourselves to be the dreamt, yeah? And we, we wish so fervently, some of us, to have some of those attributes of the dreaming as our own, but they're already ours, yeah, we are that. So, any questions now? Um, I just have a question. Um, you often say um, that we take ourselves to be long-lasting. Independent, I'm, separate. I, I'm talking about the self, right? The body. That, in other words, because I was thinking about that, and I'm like, is that why we think that we're going to go to heaven or somewhere, we're never going to die. Or there's going to be heaven or a hell. Or yeah, but when we think so of heaven, we think ourselves of being a body up there. Uncle Fred's playing golf, and you know what I mean? <laughs> My sister's always in a perpetual marriage with no divorce following. You know, these are the heavens we think. <laughs> because we also think we're going to die, though. That's why I'm a little... Yes, it does think it's going to die. It's scared, eh? That which isn't so is scared. You know, it's very, very afraid. 
but you're not that. I'll give you an example. Every year the snakes molt their skin, every year. And so that's an event they really have nothing to do with. It's not the snake is, I'm going to take a couple hours off and molt. You know, it's not like molting, it's the molting of the skin. Yeah, seems to be prearranged, yes. So, so let's say from, we're going to see that one event from two points of view. One is from the skin's point of view. And the skin's whole story, it's got the self-centeredness, is that it's the snake. The skin is presupposing, implying, insinuating it's the whole snake. Yeah? So when it feels the skin starting to lift off, yes, it gets fucking very, very anxious because it knows the snake will continue when it falls off. And its whole story is based on being the snake. But that huge threat to it as a snake isn't a threat to the snake. The snake's going to be much happier with the new skin. It's going to attract females. It'll travel lighter. won't get snagged on rocks, yes? It's all just win-win to the, to, to the snake. But from the point of view of the skin, it's like Armageddon. So it tells the snake, because it jacks into the brain. This is, the selfing is a mental process. So it, it informs you to get a lot of moisturizer. <laughs> Just the snake. Don't go out in the noonday sun. Watch out for that rock. Don't go there. It's afraid to snare. So it's trying to ensure its continued appearance, yes? As the snake. But it's totally auxiliary to the snake. Yeah? From the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. Fuck. This is what happens. There's two presentations. In the, in the event, there's the mental state presentation, which is fucking produces tons of contraction and anxiety to stay as the snake, yeah? And then there's the relief that comes from that which is to see that it's not. The skin will fall off and the snake will continue to snaking and everything like that. But it'll travel lighter. That's it. That's the situation. The timeless solution, always available, right where you are, is the silence, is the space, is that which we are. The time, the time influence, the time invitation, is the mental state, yeah? Saying it's, it's, it, it, it dealt this hand to you before, it's going to deal this hand to you later, therefore it's dealing this hand to you now. That's what it does. The mental state goes, I was there, I will be there, therefore I am here. It doesn't go from I am that I am. It goes, I was, I will be to the I am. Yeah? The I am to it is made of yesterday and tomorrow. That's not the I am. That's the I am and the I am not. That's a dualistic constraint. Yeah? Yeah. So it uses the thoughts are about you. In, and so you think there's a lot of dwelling on the past, obviously. Yeah? Most people are traveling like today. If something was really bothering you, it probably wasn't produced by right now. It was produced by last week or next week. Yeah, you're thinking something's going to happen that didn't, or something did happen that may not have. Yeah. <laughs> I can watch it when I'm at talks. If I can see the react people reacting and responding. Responding is they're familiar with the space. Reacting is they're somewhere else. <laughs> They're listening about to what uh, they're listening to about Paul in the past and the future to remember Paul now. The self that isn't so has to be remembered. It doesn't generate any light. It's our reflection by believing it that bounces the light off that it's claiming to be its own. 
Yeah? The selfing, the self is remembered. It appears to be in the past and appears to be in the future to verify that it's appearing to be here, which it isn't. Yeah? Standing on this moment, it has no legs to stand on, so it has to go into the past and the future to produce relevance. Yes? To the point where the thought system takes yesterday and tomorrow more valuable than here, because it's using now to think about yesterday and tomorrow. I mean, you don't need to study the thought system much to realize where its value lies. It's not here. It's using here to think about you. Because you can't be thought of, but what you're not can be thought about. And that's what it does all day. See it or not, I'm telling you. It has a certain program, and it doesn't deviate. It doesn't have life, so it claims ours. Yes? yes? It presupposes itself, because it appears after the fact. It rises after the fact, but it implies that it was before the fact. Yeah? Which lends itself power it doesn't have, and then it runs into tons of frustration, because people aren't going to do what I want them to do. I don't want to feel that, but you felt it. I didn't want to see that, but you saw it. It seems like you don't really have any power. I have faith in mine. First, also, these talks, like a lot of people would talk to people that work the desk, and they say, everything this guy says goes over my head, yeah? So I heard this in L.A. So the guy finally heard enough of it and said, Paul, you know, I hear all these people at our talk, so everything Paul says goes over the head. And I go, exactly, that's where it's being aimed at. <laughs> it is. I'm not talking to you about mine. I'm talking to mind about you. I don't give a shit you trying to get mine. That's impossible. But mine can get you. <laughs> And can realize you're not that. <laughs> so, knowing the selfing, it has an incredible fast mitt. So, whatever thrown, it'll catch. It's like the Death Star. It'll shoot down all the little fighter things. But see, here, we try to release like spiritual sperm, yeah? Only one has to get through. And once it gets through, it hits the pregnancy of mind, and the mind conceives a possibility. I'm not that. And it's a twin, almost. I'm not that, therefore I can be free from it. Not free as it, not waiting for it to get it, not dragging it along from it. That's the solution. Once you see it as foreign, you'll start sensing the seeing, more than what's seen. What happened? I have faith in it. So, there you have it. We're going to be back here next week, too. Yes? Yes. Same night. It's going to be the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) The words will just be rearranged. That's right. It's always about nothing. People have been seeing me for years and they're going, hey, Paul, any new stuff? No. Uh, (laughs) The only thing I have new is shirts. Shirts. I sell shirts. That I can sell. You can't sell this message. Why would something, why would you buy something you already have? Exactly. You, didn't know, you, you know you you are it, but from the head's point of view, it convinces you that you don't think you're you are it because anything you think isn't so. Yes. Can you briefly uh, speak about faith in, in thought? 
Yes, faith. Yeah. Again, this is I'm just sharing, you know, the downloads that happen. So my idea of faith isn't a faith. It's not like Islam or Buddhism or whatever. Faith to me is an energetic force in mind, in your mind. And it's just neutral energy, yeah? Yet here, it's going to manifest by the vehicle it's put in. Okay? You get to follow it? So, if there's faith put in the thought system, it's going to produce anxiety out of nothing. It's not the thoughts about next week that produce it. It's the faith in the thoughts about next week that produce the effect. Yeah? The faith. Yeah? So the same faith, exact same, let's say, neutral energy, now it manifests here, which is sort of like an either-or dualistic dreaming. Now, let's say that faith goes is directed to some other vehicle, let's say in your sense of presence or infinite, you know, your innermost. Now that same faith resting there will produce an ease and comfort in your day and in the skin. Same energy. That what's going to affect how it appears is the vehicle it's put in. So we, many people who have tons of anxiety are very, very devoted to the thought system. They're believing all the thoughts about next week and therefore it comes, seemingly comes to pass. It's the faith. A thought about next week cannot produce an effect today unless it's that which is listening to it believes it can. So if I give yesterday and tomorrow more meaning than I give here, then yesterday and tomorrow will dominate my experience of this day. This moment will be bookended by yesterday and tomorrow. There will be no enjoyment really of the moment because there will be a next moment coming because selfing is totally entrenched in time. Where, the, where what we are of a timeless nature, not a nature produced or lost in time, an untouchable nature, yes? Just as your own experience of being conscious is demonstrated. I have seen some fucking terrible things in this life, and I saw them. I've seen some beautiful things, I saw them. There was no blinking, uh, my eyes and my, my gaze may have been diverted, but the scene wasn't. The scene was always awake at all times, not generated, not produced, therefore not to be able to be ungenerated and unproduced. We don't have that kind of power. Yeah? We're an afterthought, in a sense. When that is our activity, rest there. You want the closest temple in, the, in this neighborhood? You. You want the scriptures, the closest scripture? You, as the living scripture. Yeah? There's a bookstore who talks at in San, uh, San Rafael. Very, very has tons of these type of pictures in it. Very has every book on every kind of spiritual and everything. So in the front they have tons of new books, and there was a book, nine hundred page book on consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't understand why would someone who's conscious study consciousness? Wouldn't you know it by being it? <laughs> Or is being it too scary? I'd much rather know consciousness, and in knowing it, I'd be neutering it. Yeah? Because I'd be studying it like a topic instead of living it as an event. Just like Ramana says, to know God is to be God. Not to become a knower of God and a greater knower of God. No, a be it. That's it. Yeah? 
This topic can't be studied. We can study what we're not. We cannot study what we are. We'd have to be something else. Yeah. That's what's happening in science. They can study everything they want, but they can't study what what's studying. You can't fucking turn their incredible concentrated gaze on that which is gazing. <laughs> That's us. I mean, what else could it be? Do you think, all right, so we have a little of it, let's say? We got a, some consciousness, 6-2, very thin, little, like I got a small package of consciousness, and then there's something, and then there's the big consciousness? I would say the demonstration of consciousness is demonstrating consciousness. <laughs> it's not like a separated finger of consciousness. I say it's an extension of consciousness, and consciousness is all there is, as some, as some people say. I, would, I like to term it awareness more. But, you see? So, what is aware is awareness. <laughs> it's not a body. <laughs> we didn't cut off a piece of awareness, and now we're awareing. <laughs> it's all about me once again. I'm aware. <laughs> no, there's awareness. Here's the finger. The finger doesn't survive cut off from the hand. Follow it. Ask, who am I, let's say, and you'll go back to the source, which everything comes from. Just follow it. You're connected. <laughs> you're going to be there when you realize little consciousness, and you'll be there when you realize big consciousness. you got to fucking see your role in it. <laughs> you're not finding what you are. You are that. Playing a game of finding what it is. Oh, I found my finger. Or this. And oh, I got, oh, more's been revealed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always, it, it never was separate. And then you, all right, gathered this consciousness. It's not like one of those noble journeys where there's six, six you know, essential totems they got to get to make the new, you know, there's a consciousness here in West Portalia, or conscious little, and I got to gather it up, then that will be the consciousness. It's not like that. <laughs> You're demonstrating all there is. Right now. How? By the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. There could be 50 uh, sense gates and there'd be 50 experiences. There could be 300 sense gates, there'd be 300 experiences. You don't think, you think there's only consciousness for five gates? It's like this giant Mongolia, Mongolian horde of emptiness just, just squeezing through these little gates. There could be 800 gates and it would have 800 experiences. There could be 50 zillion people on the planet and not one of them would not have consciousness. Consciousness would be moving through them all. It's not going to run out. It's not a, something that's totaled up that has, can be added and diminished. It's a contextual event. When we leave as a body, it doesn't get lighter. If you waste space now, it's not heavier because there's 12 billion people and then when it was only 9 billion. We don't add anything or subtract anything from space. We're an appearance of space in space. Extract us all, weigh space, and it's have the same weight. Take this wall down. Is there a point where you see the void until we should get that piece of space to take, you know, take this. This, is, this has moved space away. 
this, there's no space in this. There's wall. At least two foot by twenty foot wall. Alright, we remove it. Fuck, we gotta get up. We gotta buy a piece of space, twenty feet by two feet. Rush it in here so no one notices the void. And then no. This is appearing in space. This body is appearing in space. It's not taking up any space. You know what I mean? We're not like cookie cutters where space has giant holes without little silhouettes. You know what I mean? I left a big impression on space. No. There's an appearance in space. Yeah? I would say it's space appearing. So when you, when something demonstrates a spacious quality, why not, why not call it you? Instead of calling that which is demonstrating a lot of qualities that you may not like you, why not that which feels so right? Maybe, you know... But you can't get there. You just see what you're not, and you're there. You've always been there. If you're trying to find it, that's the path that you get lost on. When you realize you're what you're looking for, that's it. Yeah? And then rest there. And see what happens. See if nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. Put it to a test. Check it out. You don't need to run to the next thing, next month, and you know, retreat and then retreat with tantric fucking yoga and therapy, retreat with foot massages, vegan meals. I mean, add and add and, and mix and mix as if it's going to produce the result that you're looking for. You are already past the point of result. You are it. Polishing the mirror may be a way of denying the mirror. Just see your true reflection. There's no one home. Okay. Yes. I'm not really sure like how I want to say this, but or how, what I'm asking exactly, it's more of like a confession or like a like so I was a junkie addict, everything, I stopped doing that, my addiction manifests in other areas and you know, you said something before about like uh, you know, get the, the T shirt and the latte, like you know, there's a I guess what I'm trying to say is I have a lot of control issues often, and I try to put some sort of discipline in my life because I know that there, there are habits of, of thinking and pers- like that have been created. Um, so I guess I don't know. It's like I don't really know what I'm what I'm trying to ask, except that if I just take today as an example. Um, and of course this language is a little bit I know they're not separate things if I say I'm watching myself doing it I understand that it's not but like I can feel like I'm like running away like I'm trying to fill like I I feel myself doing these old behaviors you know like uh, yeah I don't I don't really know I kind of I can't form what I'm trying to say here but like it just to be like, you know, I, I feel like it's like, I can't, like there's certain habits that are deeply entrenched that like, if, like I'll start doing these things that like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yes. sure that. Well, the thing, you know, there's a point in the Course of Miracles where they talk about level confusions, yeah? So mind here in manifestation, let's say, appears different times on different levels. Yeah? So let's say there's someone who his house is burning down and they're getting burnt up. Yeah, You're not going to give them the message there is no person and there is no house. You're going to tell them where the nearest water is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you just need, it's a much more flexible thing. 
you just dance with where mine's appearing. So if there's needs for you, if there's something that can spin out of control, unless there's certain habits in place, yeah, mm-hmm. then allow those habits to set. Let the cement set. And then the foundation will get more secure. And the more secure the action things, see, for me, recovery were like guardrails, like G-O-D rails. Yeah? They kept me sort of on the highway of life, so to speak. Yeah? And I, I needed it. The action figure was so dominant here because of all the agitation and the consequences, it needed to be subdued. So therefore, I found a, I, I was given ways to have that happen. Now, what that has allowed to happen is my mind can become like free range, yes? I'm not going to court tomorrow. I don't have any major arrests that I know of or that I'm going to admit to in this company. Uh, all this stuff, yes? So I, I can, I'm not like burning people's houses down. I don't need to be highly observant about the action figure. You know what I mean? It's like, it's an old horse, you know, grazing in an open hill. It's not, not going against, not going to Farmer John's space. It's easy. So fucking, it's really pretty much automatic. Yeah? Then the mind can just go free, in a sense, not be so attentive to the consequential level, and it can entertain other possibilities. Yes? But if, in my case... In this historical story, it seemed like I had to get recovery first so that it would stabilize the action figure's life so that other possibilities could land. Yeah? I mean, my tarmac wasn't, wasn't long enough to, to catch what wanted to land. I was blowing it up all the time. Yeah? So I needed to find habits, which are actions without thought, yeah? in place, which I found in recovery. And now I live... I'm, I don't wander over those railings. Yeah. And therefore, okay, that's enough. Yeah, The maintenance of this has reached enough, and now it's time to unfetter the plow and fucking walk away. And every once in a while, it's still grazing, not fucking causing any trouble. <laughs> and I can go about looking at vistas. <laughs> or whatever. You know? But I don't believe... In a chronological way, the recovery from that had to come, in a sense, before other possibilities could become possible to me. Yeah? Or they would have probably just gotten stuck in the horizontal jet stream. Like, this is what happened when I first heard this message. I was living in Australia, and I had a girlfriend, and I'd been introduced to non-duality, which is sort of what this talk is. Yeah? And so this, it's like you're not a person. That's one of the bases of it. So my girlfriend would say, Paul, I'm going out and I, I want, can you clean the dish? I want the dishes clean. So she'd leave. Then she'd come home and walk in and see the dishes aren't clean. And she said, Paul, I, I th- thought I asked you to do dishes. There is no Paul, you know. <laughs> and there is no you. She said, fuck you, clean the dishes. So my head tried to make something out of this message. But really, it's sort of like a coyote in the desert. When it finds a desert tortoise, it moves it around, but it can't get to it. And then it, get, it gets disinterested. So the mental state gets this very disinterested in something you can't make at something and something you can't experience. So it just sniffs it and then it just leaves and that's what happened. Then the idea of what this message could download started to occur. So it broke through the little membrane of the mental state, which is like a trampoline. Everything that comes in, it sort of catches, yeah. <laughs> Nothing gets into the innermost. Well, what happened was that was definitely tamed in my recovery world and now I'm like a free range alcoholic, free range addict yeah. 
I like the coop. I don't have to live in a coop. I just run around. around and, you know, I, the thing for me, the urge to escape was removed completely. That was one of the biggest demonstrations in this life. Because the alcohol and the addiction, no human power came to, could stop it. My mother couldn't. My friends couldn't. I couldn't. The state couldn't. Nothing could stop that urge to try to fulfill itself. And then one day I was in a trailer park a little town north of San Francisco. I'd been on a long jag of drinking and using... At this point, I was just drinking because I, I didn't have any more charm left and no money to get drugs, which was like a fucking hell. <laughs> Seriously. There's nothing like... Uh, it's, just, it's just rabid, you know? Rabid. So I was just drunk, pretty much, sitting in this trailer looking at this guy who I was with. I didn't know him. I don't know how I ended up in the trail. I wasn't horizontal with him, but I mean, he was there. <laughs> I was there. So I uh, felt nothing would be wrong with that. But, yeah. So I looked at him, and he had a big head and bulbous nose and, and varicose veins, and I said to myself, this guy's a bum. Yeah. And lo and behold, he looked back at me like I was a bum, and that's how I perceived it. And something <coughs> happened. The selfing... The selfing itself, the whole the, the mechanism of it stopped. You know, not that I didn't, I saw it as not me. There was none. There was no ticket tape under the picture of the event. Yeah, this is happening to Paul. There's none of that. So for about three or four minutes, and it was like a portal opened up, and it wasn't obviously, but I'm just giving it a picture. So. And something downloaded, and the download was like a CNN news flash. No, it had no story, just a headline. And the headline was, I'm fucked. Yeah? Now, I had been fucked for quite a while, but I didn't know it deeply. I knew it up here. I would admit I was an alcoholic like all the time in an addict to get another shot. Yeah? But it hadn't gone to the innermost. Well, this thing either avoided or just broke right through the mental membrane, went down somewhere, calling it down, but somewhere in that which I am. And it was a sober assessment... And that was done. And from that point on, I've never had a thought or a feeling to get loaded. Not a feeling, not a thought ever. 28 years. It's like that nuclear reactor was removed. Yeah? And that was the whole problem. All the studying it about the problem, all the admonitions, all the you know suggestions, all the orders, all the punishment, nothing had stopped that. It was just urging all the time to escape. Yeah, it seemed to be the biggest, strongest imperative in my life. I've got to escape from how I feel fucking right now. And it was, I mean, the addict of my type is I'm willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. And with that fucking rat eating me up, I wanted to, you know. So what happened was that downloaded, and it says in our big book, you know, you'll be placed in a position of neutrality, and all this has happened to me. In hindsight, you will be placed in a position of neutrality and you will cease fighting everyone and anything, especially alcohol or drugs, whatever you want to call it. The problem will not exist for you anymore, which is a fucking incredible solution because that was the most influential condition in this life for me was the addiction. Since I was 13 and before the mental condition, since I've been 6, but 13 on, I've been doing drugs till I was 38. And uh, for, that, for that to be removed, never to show back up, 
really, and not much vigilance. All you had to do was simple suggestions, basically really geared to the mental state and the physical state. My spirit isn't a condition that can be conditioned. It's, it's, my, it's what I am. Yeah? So I don't have to maintain a spiritual condition. i got to stop maintaining a mental condition <laughs> by my faith in the fucking thought system. Seriously. We're maintaining a mental, physical condition. We're not maintaining a spiritual condition. That's, that maintains itself. That is what we are. We're maintaining a mental and physical condition by our dreaming and taking it to be so. That's exactly what's going on. The relief isn't finding a spiritual answer. It's, it's, the relief is from finding a spiritual answer from the mental state. <laughs> you just don't buy it anymore. And then that which was being put off and in the future becomes the ever-present on this right now. And as soon as it dawns on you, you realize it's always been this way. It's never not been this way and it always will be this way. No matter how much huffing and puffing I do, I'm not blowing down anything. Yeah. There you have it. So, I mean, to me, it was a great demonstration in life stopping the most influential thing in a second and having it never be able to bud or root or flower anything ever since. Fucking, that's a solution. Well, we are even past that because there seemed to have been a problem that solution was applied to. The real solution is there is no problem. The real Advaita non-duality solution is there is no problem. It's an activity. It's not so. It can only seem to be so if we believe it. And even that's difficult. We've got to keep... It has to be reasserted and reaffirmed and reimplied and reassinuated all day. Do you really need 70,000 thoughts to navigate a day in New York City? I don't believe so. <laughs> 70,000 for me and all the people who are expecting me. <laughs> I already had it out with someone in New York already. We got, we got caught in one of the crossworks. And they see, it's like they're looking at you like you did it super intentionally. You know, the light change. And I go, yeah, yeah. You got it. Oh, I had to New York myself quickly. <laughs> all I got to do is one minute because that look. You know that look? They're like so upset that you've entered their sacred space. It was by mistake. (laughs) So yeah. So if you're just coming out of something, yeah, then let the habits that seem to work for you and others let it set like cement, and then that will be a new platform. And then once your head gets a little higher, you see more. Yeah, more will be on offer. Yes, more will be revealed. Things aren't going to be revealed unless they can land on you. If you're so to- totally crazy, I never signed up for a meditation retreat after I shot coke. It just never came into my mind. <laughs> I mean, that would be insane. Why would I want to sit on this, rushing my brains up? Yeah. So something had to get quieted so that other things could be entertained. Yes. Some of us have that. Some, sometimes it's a b- bad health condition and people have chronic pain. That can be a very big distraction because you believe it's yours, yeah? So somehow, you can't use this to negate something that you believe is happening. Non-duality isn't going to wish things away. It's not a panacea. It's nothing. It's just a negation. Non-duality means not to. It doesn't mean everything's going to go great. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't promise anything. 
It just makes a statement not to. If you find out that that to be the case, then what happens? You find out what you are instead of trying to know what you are from what you're not. You find out what you are by seeing what you're not. There you have it. The horse was in front of the cart. Things make sense. Lots revealed. The lots revealed without you doing any effort. Just downloads. Yeah. I have a question about yeah. trauma. Trauma. People have trauma. Somebody has terrible, terrible childhood, terrible life, terrible trauma. And as a result of that, they become what's called dissociated. They go up, they go down. But who goes up and who goes down? Just to keep it on point here. That, that person. Yeah, see, so there the isn't a person. That's the question of dissociation. Yeah, so that which is disassociated disassociates. The mental state disassociates, right. and it's disassociation. Right. It's disassociated itself from what it is, which is nothing. But does that discount the person's experience? Of course it doesn't, unless it does. Mm-hmm. Unless, it does. unless it does. The trauma does not produce the same effects. It's overridden by the one who thinks is has the trauma. You've got to see your role here. You and I outshine everything. We outshine circumstances and situation. Doesn't mean that's always the case, but it's always the possibility. Yeah? Trauma doesn't have the same effect on everyone. You can have 20 kids that got abused sexually, and, and their life tra- trajectory will be totally different, maybe, because they override the event. It's like they say in, in physics, the greatest influence of any experiment is the experimenter. Yeah? So my question, how does one override the event? You don't override the event, not as a one. That's part of the event. The sense of you being in the event is part of the event. The event of you arising and claiming to be in an event. You're not that. So that you's not going to get out of it. Because, in fact, you've never been in it. See, that which is in it, you're not. So if you, if you believe you're that, you're going to have a drive to get out of it. But when you see it from the, the solution, you've never been in it. That's the solution. If you try to get out of what you're not in, yeah, it's going to produce another in that you find yourself back in, only with the hopes of getting out. Yeah? It feeds on itself. But we're the starter. We're the engine. Like they say, all, all, uh, everything that's observed is distorted by the observation of it. That's our role here. When we look at something, we make it something. When we look at nothing, we make it something. We're basically all looking at nothing right now, and we're making it something. And we've agreed that it's these somethings and these walls and this and that, but that's what's happening. The observed is distorted by the observation. We play the role of the observation. Yes? We look at thoughts that are suddenly seen as my thoughts. That's a distortion, isn't it? They're just thoughts. We're probably having the same ones, and mostly they're probably on the same uh, soundtrack, English. Yeah? So it's the same thoughts we're having. We may have different nouns. I'm having a problem with Sue, and you're having a problem with Mary. So we think it's different, but it really isn't. There's you having a problem. You see it? All it does is duplicate itself. It's an imaginary position that geometrically progresses, and the more it progresses, the more real it seems. If you bring it back to the first thing, you see it as an activity. 
It doesn't catch, doesn't get any traction. If you see it from the fifth thing, you need skillful means. If you see it from the, the fifth slinky move, you need skillful means. You have a house on fire. You've got to learn how to take care of certain things, or they're going to override all your attention. Yeah? But from the first, from the prior point, it's not happening. It's just a happening. It's an activity. Yeah? So the freedom is prior to the bondage, not after the bondage. After the bondage, there's skillful means trying to lessen or weaken the effects of the bondage, basically, isn't it? This is freedom from bondage. I'm saying you start here. You don't start here. This is a mental flagpole or a golf course. It's saying this is the fifth hole, but it isn't. You're a prior. So you're putting at the wrong fucking thing. You've already landed right where you wanted to be, right where you've always been. Why not allow that to have some influence here? Are you or are you not the bringer of light onto everything all day? You think there's a light, like a flashlight hanging over and bringing everything? Where the illuminating quality? How could how could we be an object to the illumination while there's the subject of illuminating uh, expressing itself? Yeah. How could we? forget that we're the expression of illumination and take us to be an object that wants to be illuminated. Only identification as a body would make that, that would make sense. Like the Course says, everything this thing fucking talks about is insane. You've never seen anything clearly here. It's all misperception. Do you mind if I read something from the Course? If I have it? Do you mind? You're like riffing. Do you mind? No. No. Check this out, man. I've been digging this thing. I can't even see. Does anybody have any uh, reading glasses? No, I can do it. I'm too proud. Oh, yeah, let me see. Oh, I like this color. Yeah. Oh, I got two pairs. All right, so here. So it says here, it's on page 468. You never heard of the course? This is pretty interesting stuff. Yeah? Let's go in there. So it says, Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. So I think he's describing what they call the ego. Yeah? I don't believe... I don't believe the ego is the right name for it, because isn't there a feeling that you have an ego? or a feeling that you've lost the ego, I think that's the bondage of self, is the feeling of being the one who has an ego. I think it's just the mental state objectifying itself. That's why I do so. All right, so here we go. Yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. This is exactly what this talk has been about, mostly. Not of us. If there's a, There can't be a talk about us. All we can talk about is what we're not. We can't talk about what we are. We're too busy being what we are. (laughs) Why would you want to take a break from being to talk about what you are? (laughs) Let me me see. It's so cool. I want to observe it and interpret it. Why? Why would you let... That's disassociation and displacement. Seemingly. It can't happen. All right, so, yet we have heard a very similar description earlier, but it was not of you. 
But still, this strange idea, which it does accurately describe, you know, the riff he was doing before, you think is you. And the key is think. It doesn't say you sense is you, you felt is you. You think is you. Then the sense, and then the feeling comes. The feeling of you doesn't ever precede the thought of you. There's a thought, and then there's a feeling. Yeah? Reason would tell you, so just clear seeing, like, you know, a horse is in front of the cart, you know? Blue is blue, red is red. So that kind of reason. Reason, and they use this statement a lot. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours, he says, must make no sense to you. Does it make sense to you really that yesterday and tomorrow is more important than today? Really, as a kid, if, you, if we could transport when we were a kid to now and our kidness was facing us, they, our kidness would see us as insane. <laughs> you know? There would be no plane because we had this giant thing hanging over our heads yesterday and tomorrow. How can you enjoy now if there's going to be a later? When everything can change. How can you rest in that which is constantly volatile and shifting? There's a great statement in Faith Mind, a Zen treatise, which says, you can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. You can't bring agitation to find peace. It will get agitated. Right, so. Reason would tell you that the world you see through eyes that are not yours must make no sense to you. To whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? So, what is this interpretation interpreting to? What is, where, it's, where is the interpretation being delivered? We're getting an interpretation, aren't we? We're getting like a commentary. Surely not to To whom would seeing such as this send back its messages? Surely not you, whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. What is he really talking about? To me, humbly, he's talking about the modalities that are going on. There's the self-centered modality, and then there's the inherent modality. So one is a view, which is a form of looking, which is blind to the seeing, and one is seeing, yeah, which doesn't understand a damn fucking thing that thing that's looking keeps talking about. <laughs> that's why it has to say it so much. Right, so, to whom would seeing such as this send back its message? It's surely not you whose sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. If this is not your vision, what can it show to you? What can it show to you? It can show to you that it's not your vision. That's the best value it has. The vision that's not your vision, its greatest value when it reveals or when you get it that it's not your vision. That's, that's its whole... That's how the shit is made into fucking beautiful gold. That's what mind does. Here it takes one thing, a failed system, and it uses its collapse to imply the true system. 
I love that one. Surely not you who sight is wholly independent of the eyes that look upon the world. If this is not your vision, what can it show you? The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. Meaning vision is the sense of awareness, yes? The awareness. Onness. Not eye, not eyes, but yeah. The brain cannot interpret what your vision sees. That you would understand. The brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. So the brain is taking all this in, or it's moving through all this, yet all this is moving through it, and it interprets all of this information, or all the entertaining it's doing, to the body. What we talked about in the beginning, that this whole life for us is framed as a body, and that's what the brain's doing. The brain is, is, is presenting an interpretation of life based on you and I being a body. That's its function, that's its role. It's like the snake, no matter how nice you are to it, it's probably going to bite you sooner or later, because it's a snake. So a failed system is going to fail you, because it's a failed system. So the brain interprets to the body which it is a part. But what it says you cannot understand, yet you have listened to it. And long and hard you try to understand its messages. You have not realized it is impossible to understand what fails entirely to reach you. You have received no messages at all you understand. For you have listened to what can never communicate at all. Think then what happens. Denying what you are, and here's the idea of faith, yeah? Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. Having faith that you're a body is a passive way of denying what you are. So while the mental state is act- actively affirming what you're not, it's also, in that affirming, it's denying what you are. Yeah. Denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else. It needs that faith. The mind itself has to believe the story to make it a good story, a seemingly real story. The movie isn't that good, it's the audience. We're giving it the meaning it has. We give it the meaning of being real, and then it gives that meaning back to us and affects us as this. So now, a thought owned by us can drive you crazy. One thought can ruin your whole vacation in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. All right, so, denying what you are and firm in faith that you are something else, this something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight. You see? That's the form of looking called self-centeredness. The self-centeredness is blind to the seeing. It's interpreted seeing as you looking. Yeah? You see it? That you have made to be yourself... Alright, so here... This something else that you have made to be yourself becomes your sight, yet it must be the something else that sees and not you explains its sight to you, your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Your inherent condition renders it quite unnecessary. Your inherent condition, not a produced condition, the vision which we are renders this whole fucking thing unnecessary. When you see what you're not, that's what you are. Yeah. 
Your vision would, of course, render this quite unnecessary. Yet, if your eyes are closed and you have called upon this thing to lead you, asking it to explain to you the world it sees, you have no reason not to listen, nor to suspect that what it tells you is not true. Reason would tell you it cannot be true because you do not understand it. <laughs> Come on. Why does, why does it have to repeat itself millions of times? There must be some inherent resistance to what it's proposing. <laughs> because most of the time it's spent trying to convince us. When it wins, when, the, when we're firm in faith, it talks as us. But as an alcoholic or an addict who has it, isn't drinking, the thought system quite a lot of the time sounds like it's talking to me, trying to tell me it would be a great idea to do some fucking insane thing. <laughs> <Yeah>? <laughs> and if I'm firm in faith in that, I will take that to be a damn good answer. This is what I did. This was my life. I remember a time I was in New York, no, Long Island, uh, California. Where, where am I? New York, you know. California. And... Yeah. I had a court date, and I had gone to jail many times, yeah? And I usually thought court dates was, like, synonymous with jail. When I went to a court date, I usually ended up in jail. So I was afraid to go to jail. That's what I was afraid of. I wasn't afraid of the court date, but jail I was afraid of. So it was October 10th I was supposed to go to court, and I went to my Greek oracle, this thing that's reporting back to itself, not me, and I asked it, oh, wise one, what should I do? I'm afraid to go to jail. It says, just don't go to the court date. I go, what? oh, yeah, it's great. So I adopted its plan. I said, and I got relief. I felt pretty good. And then October 10th come, and I was sitting home drinking beer, hanging out, thinking about those jamokes, sweating it out in the court. And, you know, I was on the winning side, supposedly. Three days later, I'm driving my girlfriend's car. I get pulled over for a broken taillight. Thinking I had done nothing, I throw a little tantrum. And the guy asked me for my registration license, which I had one. And he went back to his car. And it's amazing how long they stay in the car. I mean, they're in there like 15 minutes studying something. And so I'm looking out the rear view mirror. He comes up, knocks on the door. And if you hear this, you go going to jail, which is, Mr. Hedman, will you please step out of the car? As soon as I heard that, I started getting really pissed off. I said, what? He says, you're going to jail. I go, why? I didn't do anything. You missed the court date. A bench warrant was issued out, and a bench warrant means as soon as you're seen, you get thrown in jail. So now, I'm in jail, and I have two court dates. When I all I was confronted with was a court date, <laughs> taking the solution from my old wise one, I had two court dates, and I'm in jail. That was just one little incident in days of incidents and years of incidents. That's why I was totally fucked. Being fucked is that you're constantly getting fucked. <laughs> yeah? It's not like you get fucked once. It's a constant getting fucked. I mean, <laughs> and you don't see your role in things. You can't put it two and two together. Like you'll go out thinking you want to have fun, shoot some pool, drink some beer, cop some coke, go dancing, get arrested. Next day you get out. The next day you do the same thing and you get arrested and you're surprised. What the fuck? How did I get arrested? Well, you did the exact same thing you did last time you got arrested. It would go over your head completely. You know what I mean? I mean, it was. I was totally. I was burrowed into the concept.
consequential though. There was no, there was just a giant weather front of mentality over this poor action figure who just wanted relief from itself. And everything I did was seen in a bad light by society. You know, that when I drank, I realized I had magnetic appeal to people in uniform. Like immediately, I just started getting arrested, and it just went on a lot of my adult life. That monkey was taken off my back, and now, but based on that demonstration, I have faith in mind because I saw something that seemed so real was dispelled with no time passing. I had complete sobriety in that non-moment, and it's just germinated and played itself out for 28 years. I was completely soberized, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's just played itself out. What happened to that Greek oracle? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, let's see. Where is it? It's it's uh, forecasting weather in Des Moines. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard this forecast. It's always going to rain, so I don't tune in much anymore. You know, and they go, oh, Arnold, will you tell us about... Oh, no, don't ask Arnold to tell us about the weather. <laughs> I'd just rather be in the weather. <laughs> Why not? Take a step. I'm telling you, take a step out. There'll be a stare. Yes? Do you ever get hooked every now and then? There's never one to get hooked. Yeah. The mental mental state fishes for itself. And I've seen some whoppers get caught. But they're not me. (laughs) Nothing has to change, literally. The scene's in place. The activity that it reinforces the not seeing is in place. If you're looking from that activity, you'll be blind to the seeing. If you're looking from the seeing, you'll you'll see it's an activity. If it ain't you or ain't a thing, it doesn't have much power. You see that you're the source of power, right? Its little stage production is produced by your light. That's the faith. When we're firm in faith, believing we're what we're not, then it seems to be so. That's the requirement. We, we are the essential ingredient. We are it. Yeah? We are reality, lending reality to things by being identified as a thing, seemingly. You can see it. Yeah? You can see it, and all it does is replicate and degrees. Things look bigger and smaller, and they replicate, but it's the same thing. Every movement is claiming, yes, it presupposes it was before what it came after. Yes? That's what it does every time. You don't need to study it long. You'll see one example of it. You'll see the whole pattern of it. Yeah? yeah. And if you see it enough, there'll be one moment, one time, the emphasis will be on the scene, not the scene. You'll see what you're not. And you'll get a hit. Your original face will fi- finally appear in your own life. You'll finally be here. Not with a commentary before and then bookended after. No, you'll be here. You won't be trying to get into the moment. You'll realize it's an insane idea you could ever be out of a moment. And the best way to be in the moment is realize you can't be out of it. It takes no effort, no gymnastics. You realize you cannot be out of a moment, that's being in the moment. If you're trying to get into the moment, that's presupposing that you're out of the moment. 
or you can be, and that's impossible. Why not you? It's so... Yeah, it's just a humble invitation. You know, I've entertained it, and I believe, so I sort of like gravity. No one here was bitching about gravity to someone today at any cafe. <laughs> no one. I'm not talking about, oh, my left shoulder or my leg hurts from the gravity. It's like that hill. You know? The hill gets blamed, yes? The staircase gets blamed. It's gravity, yes? But everyone, then you want to become, you want to know gravity. So you study gravity. You become a PhD in gravity. Become a circuit speaker. You have books written on gravity. But you could, you could bypass all that. Just go into an anti-gravity chamber and you'll know exactly <laughs> what gravity is by its absence. That's how you know it. You know it by its absence. And you will know what you are by its absence. And I'm saying it's inherently absent. You don't produce its absence. It's producing a sense of being present. You don't produce its absence. It's inherently absent. It's an activity. There is no thing there. There's nothing that's being thought about. There's just thought about a thing. There's thinking about a thing, but there's no thing that's being thought about. Yes? There's thinking about a thing, but there's no thing being thought about. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Lesson 189, paragraph 7. Do you know that? No. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it actually maybe puts a different view. On that? Yeah. Oh, there's tons of them here. I could go on and on, but I won't because we're over today. But there's another one you can riff on that's really beautiful right here. I'll read a couple of sentences, yeah? Yeah. Sure. All right. So this is on page 471, I think. Yeah, 475. Only the form of error attacks the ego. Meaning it does not recognize, it does not see if it is there or not. Everything the body's eyes can see is a mistake, an error in perception. A distorted fragment of the whole without the meaning that the whole would give. That is so beautiful. Yeah. Because you're the meaning that the whole will give when you see the fragment fragments. You're the whole that's missing. So I'll read it again. Everything the body's eyes oh wait a minute. Everything the body's eyes can see is mistake, an error in perception, a distorted fragment of the whole without the meaning that the whole would give. Because we're the whole, and we're given a meaning of reality. We're not giving the meaning of our own wholeness to everything we're seeing. We're giving a meaning of it being separate and real, which is the act of denial of our own wholeness. We're not doing it. It's the mental state does it. The eyes... The perceptions are, are collated back to the body. The brain interprets to the body. It does not interpret to the spirit. It tries to sell the spirit the interpretation of the body. So, And yet mistakes, regardless of their form, can be corrected. It's such a beautiful thing. Sin is but error in a special form the ego venerates. So maybe you think you did something that you never let yourself be free from. There's certain things I did when I was 11. I'm not going to reveal them here. But I have revealed them to another human being. And there was so much security guards paid off to keep that at bay, keep people from it. I mean, it took a lot of my fucking budget, so to speak, of attention and interest not to have this secret revealed, yes? Because it was a sin. And when I, when I got sober, I saw that whatever I did 
to anybody, I would have done to anybody, unless you could physically stop me. It wasn't personal, it wasn't volition. I was taken over by a parasite and was using me for transportation. Yeah? Simple as that. This is similar to what this is saying. So, the sin that I thought I was enslaved to by trying to hide it my whole life was seen as an error, shared it with somebody else, and I've been free from that. And also, I, there's no security guards needed. The storage room has open windows, a lot of circulation. There's no secret vaults, you know, with my special sins. <laughs> it would preserve all errors and make them sins. This tiny little mistake, because it's yours, has such a fucking heavy weight. Have you been left off all the hooks you're on? You're the fucking judge and jury, aren't you? The mental state's playing God. And, it's, and it has convicted you of a crime that can never be undone. You know? You didn't take care of your mom or something. Some, somehow, whatever hook it... It just throws hooks and bait. Whatever gets taken, then it follows up with that. See? And you don't see that all we are is nothing. And then the bait comes from the mental state. When you rise up, when the mind rises up and gets it, claims it, it becomes a historical fish, seemingly. You're the one who has sinned. The whole basis of the Course is a guilt based on the fact that we separated from the Godhood or something, which is an impossibility. But we believe it. We believe we have the power to separate from that which should never be separated from. <laughs> I had it with a guru. He was presented as the Lord of the Universe, and after a while I didn't like the Lord of the Universe. You know, my head had a field day. Fucking, what would a person be like who didn't like the Lord of the Universe? Well, let me tell you a million ways. And that's what I downloaded year after year until I wanted to kill the guru. I wanted to hit him with a time delay dart when he was doing a motorcade so that he'd die like 50 yards up so he couldn't finger me for it. I swear, there was no way I could get relief. I just had to get rid of his ass. Because he's the Lord of the Universe, I don't like the Lord of the Universe. Hmm. Now, when I'm thought about that, it found so much shit to rain on me. It's incredible. This is what they're talking about, you see. You're being offered an interpretation, and then there's the constant offering that we're not aware of, because we don't see what's always here. We're like the fish that can actually believe they're dry while they're immersed in the water of the ocean. That's what we're like. We are the wholeness, seeing fragments, thinking the fragments are whole, and then feel we're shattered. Yeah. Seemingly. Only seemingly. That's the good news. So, I've had it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on and on.